All right. So just in case you're here for the hot Lori Vallow goss. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, this bitch got her sent. Now, yeah. Let me tell you. I don't know if you you were at work, obviously. I was listening. I, I mean, I was also at work. I was listening to these victim impact statements and they were rough. Okay. Yeah. They were real rough. I was keeping up with the discord and what was going on. But I obviously I didn't listen to any of the... Kobe wasn't there, but Rob Wood read his victim impact statement. I think he did a great job. Case murdered me. And you know she wanted to say some real fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. But they they make you take out certain statements because they can uh, influence the way the judge decides to do the sentencing. Yeah. Uh, quite frankly, I wish there was like... Uh, before the sentencing and an after the sentencing because i feel like these people deserve to be able to just scream i hate you jeffrey i was gonna say like anybody i think that that should be allowed to happen like you should be able to just scream your your feelings at the person who destroyed your life right yeah um but that was not the case here judge Judge boyce was like no 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 but Lori's (laughs) statement did you hear it no, I didn't. Okay, so this bitch, she, so victim impact statements, Rob Wood says, give this bitch life. Give her life for every single charge. And then um, Chuckles, whose name I just cannot remember because that's all I can think of now is his name is Chuckles. Um, John, one of those. It's Jim Archibald. Char- I remember him. John Thomas. John Thomas. That's I, Tom, John, <laughs> it's John Thomas. Um, he was like, uh, what oh fuck what did he say it was something like jesus christ wasn't a prosecutor (laughs) what's so special about it what's so special about it he uh he was saying that if if Lori got life it would give her no incentive to be a good like a model prisoner basically so that's what i said i was like okay and what's your point what's so special about it um (laughs) But he he insisted that she should just get 20 years, period. 20 years for all five. <laughs> just just 20 years with, with probation. She killed two kids. Yep. And a mother and a father. Like, Jesus Christ. But yeah, so that's what he said. And then she got a chance to speak. This woman has so many problems. Oh, yeah. And like getting to hear her speak was wild. She's like... She starts the whole thing by reading a Bible verse about uh, casting the first stone or whatever. Like he without sin. Yeah. Whatever. And then there's another something about judgment. And she was like, Jesus knows me. Jesus knows me. And only he can judge me. And she's she's talking about Tylee. And she's saying Tylee was so sick with her pancreatitis. She was in pain all the time. She couldn't go to school. She dropped out of school because of how much pain she was in all the time. Um, and she starts screaming like, no murders happened, accidental deaths happen, suicides happen, fatal mixtures of prescription drugs happen. What? Yeah. And then, and then after she's talking about this, she goes, she goes, my children are very happy in the spirit world. They are very happy and very busy in heaven. <laughs> I mean, this bitch talks for eight minutes about how her kids are happy to be dead like and tammy is super supportive and happy that she's in the spirit world staying very busy i'm doing a really bad impression of her and i hope everybody gets a laugh out of it but that's that's how she sounds 
she's like, Tylee came back and visited me from the spirit world and said, I'm sure. I need to stop worrying about them. And then I turn around and JJ is there and giving me a, a big hug. And he was an adult spirit. He was so tall when he hugged me. And you're like, this woman believes what she is saying. Yeah. And it's horrifying. Like, it's scary. Um, But she did decline to do the court-ordered um, pre-sentencing investigation. So she didn't get any more. Uh, they were supposed to do, like, another psych evaluation. They were supposed to talk to her about her history of drug use and all this other uh -huh. stuff. She declined. Which could have helped her. Yeah. It yeah. could have at least got her not put in prison. Well, it could have got her not life, potentially. Like, we don't know what, what he would have decided if she had if they had said she needs psychiatric help. That's what I mean. It's yeah. like she could have been confined to a psychiatric mm -hmm. hospital instead of a prison. Um, but yeah, so he starts talking. He's like, it's very strange for someone to go from having zero criminal record to like five counts of conspiracy to murder. <laughs> like that is not a normal situation. And he starts to go over her. Um, I didn't prepare for this. So my apologies. It's kind of all over the place, but yeah, no, he, you're good. he talks about how uh, the time that she was um, deemed incompetent in February before her trial. And uh -huh. the diagnosis then was, uh, what was it? Delusional. She had some kind of delusional disorder and an undetermined personality disorder with histrionic and narcissistic features, which sounds fucking right. Um, and he's like, you opted not to do this. Uh, and it's clear to me that you are still having these delusions and you are still in it and it is not fixed. And so because of that, I can't like have you with a potential to be released back into society at this point. So, yeah. So, yeah, she got five counts uh, or it was three life terms two of them are concurrent or five life terms two of them are concurrent so she will have to serve three total life terms wow because it's good three of them were consecutive yeah and then she got an I additional mean, 10 years for the theft <laughs> with how with how deluded she is with these oh, yeah. ideas and how much she believes in them i fully believe that she would endanger someone's life again oh yeah and Especially because they're very happy and busy in the spirit world. Yeah. Yeah. So to her, she's doing a good thing. Yeah. She's releasing these souls to the spirit world or really whatever. Happy. Happy. Uh, See, I don't feel like busy equals happy. Fuck no. <laughs> she oh, yeah. She talked about her own like out of body death experience where she died when she was giving birth to Tylee. And she was in the spirit world that she didn't want to come back. Oh, my God. It was nuts, man. And, and you're just sitting there going, like, this woman believes this. And it doesn't bode well because I imagine that for Chad's trial next year, it's just going to be throwing Lori under the bus. But we will get to that next April. Yeah. I mean, if I, we're still um, here. If we're still here. I'm sure that it's going to just be them saying, like, the devil made me do it. Well, yeah. And he's got the death penalty. So he's probably got a lot more at stake in terms of wanting to. Although she did say yeah. it was it was funny to me. One of her things was, I'm not afraid to die. I look forward to it. And it was like, well, then why'd you fight so hard to get rid of the death penalty? <laughs> like, yeah, it seems like something that someone who didn't want to die would do. Yeah. But yeah, that's... They were, people very rarely make decisions that make sense and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see how with it Chad is. And we don't know a lot about what's going on with Chad, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, 
but we do know that they just approved like the state didn't argue like yeah use whatever you want from the case like they wanted all the transcripts and the recordings from the testimony uh chad's team did then the state was like yeah sure whatever (laughs) like they they clearly feel very strongly about their case so but yeah anyway that's 10 minutes of the intro taken up no you're good people want to know those cases or the those episodes have been doing really well oh good so people are interested in them but yeah i hope i hope that he gets everything that he deserves to get yeah well with that welcome to the strange and unusual where we discuss the strange and unusual this is episode 162 of our series seeking out the weird the unexplained and the devious from around the world i'm casey and i'm roya this week we will be getting into the truly strange and unusual an unsolved mystery the oakville blobs Hmm. yeah so well i know this one you can find us on uh almost all the social media outlets we are on facebook instagram threads x formerly known as twitter um just look for our logo various versions of strange unusual podcast also we're on patreon.com slash strange unusual pod so patreon.com slash strange unusual uh where this was the runner-up for our poll episode uh the unsolved mystery uh was the runner-up so today i'm going to talk to you about these weird little guys in the state of washington yeah i'm excited to hear about them excuse me a moment while i drink some water because that poll class really did kick my ass you are absolutely fine okay so we lose potential military experiments the police boo nah it's not like that i just mentioned that there's a cop that's all <laughs> i just want you I to mean, be warned it still stands <laughs> i stand by my statement of boo uh <laughs> the illness oh boy death of pets and small animals Aww. uh and uh yeah i think that's it if i think of anything else before i get into it i'll, I'll give you a quick trigger warning before we go into it Okay. So, Oakville, Washington, right, is a town incorporated in 1905, known for its former logging industry, thus the name Oakville. In fact, at one point, somebody called it Timbertown, USA. As of the 2020 census, the population had reached a whopping 715 residents. Uh, and it covers just slightly over one half square mile from the Wikipedia entry, anyway. Uh, and according to Unsolved Mysteries, at least, it rains something like 275 days out of the year. Other sources wow. said 150. Still, it's a fuck ton of rain. So Yeah, almost half a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when it began to rain on August 7th, 1994, around 3 a.m., it was just another day in Oakville. Uh, hang on. I suddenly pressed the button. Okay. Uh, except that it wasn't. Officer David Lacey was on patrol when the rain started, and he described turning on his wipers and the rain smearing across the windshield instead of rolling off. Ew. This wasn't rain. This was, that's my, that's no moon moment, right? Uh (laughs) This is no rain. (laughs) It was goop coming down in tiny translucent gloopy blobs about the size of a grain of rice. And it smeared so badly that it completely obscured his visibility. He had to pull off at a gas station to try to clean it off. Now Lacey, for his safety, and, you know, give him the man credit, he comes out and he puts on latex gloves before he touches this mysterious not rain yeah you don't know what that could be and the substance felt quote very mushy almost like if you had jello in your hand another resident Dottie hearn said that she stepped outside after the rain had passed but all the blobs were still intact she thought it had hailed she thought there was a hailstorm uh, but when she touched it she said it had an odd gelatinous texture 
Ew. <laughs> hate this. <laughs> Lacey said in the Unsolved Mysteries episode, which was season nine, episode six, if you're interested, quote, you know, you could pretty much squish it through your fingers. We knew it wasn't something we, we would normally see because we had never experienced it before. We had some bells go off in our heads that basically said, gee, this isn't right. This isn't normal. Yeah. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. I, uh, it's weird. It would be weird for Jello to rain from the sky. Yes. Oakville this is an accurate statement. <laughs> Beverly Roberts told a local newspaper that after taking some blobs home for a closer look, she became ill. This is some fucking Ghostbusters 2 bullshit. Yeah. Uh, she told the show that nearly everyone in town came down with this nasty flu-like situation that lasted from anywhere from seven seven weeks to three months. It was said that by the wow. end of the day, when she took these blobs home, she experienced fever, chills, and vertigo that forced her to seek medical attention. Officer Lacey became violently ill and had difficulty breathing. Unsolved Mysteries interviewed a man by the name of Maurice Gobiel, who said his whole family was ill. Others reported upper respiratory infections and inner ear infections at roughly the same rate at or roughly the same time as these blobs. Dottie Hearn was discovered by her daughter having collapsed after experiencing severe vertigo, blurry vision, and nausea, also struggling to breathe and then was hospitalized for something like three to four days. Jeez. Her Dottie, her, her Dottie, <laughs> her daughter, Sunny Bartcliff, said that her mother was cold, pale, and drenched in sweat. Ew. So Dr. David Little believed that they were, um, this was all the result of an inner ear problem unrelated to exposure to the substance. And he suggested uh, Meniere's disease. According to John Hopkins, it was a dis- or it is a disorder uh, caused by a buildup of fluid in the chambers of the inner ear and symptoms such as vertigo, nausea, vomiting, loss of hearing, ringing in the ears, headache, loss of balance, and sweating can occur. There's no cure for it, but there are treatments, which is important to note because Dottie made a full recovery. And so did everyone else, by the way. No humans died, as far as I saw. And no one, to my knowledge, is still struggling with some fucking inner ear issue so sunny told unsolved mysteries quote upon her release i asked dr little what her discharge diagnosis was he shrugged his shoulders and said i don't know some type of virus also sunny and a friend of hers were also like everybody was sick it wasn't just like a few people yeah uh and then there were people reporting that animals were dying beverly roberts uh the first one I mentioned, she said that she knew of at least 12 animals who had died, including a frog and a raven that she found by the road by a by a mound of goo. Dottie and Sunny had several barn cats that died, including an eight-week-old kitten. But Aww. it seems like larger animals were less affected because Dottie had two dogs. They got sick, but they recovered. Now Sunny suspected a correlation between these raining blobs and her mother's illness. She's a smart cookie, this Sunny. So she took a sample to the hospital to be tested. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dr. Little was skeptical, but agreed to test it. And it was said that the substance contained human white blood cells. What? <laughs> I just sip my tea. <laughs> uh, so then a sample was sent to the Washington State Department of Health and to the Hazardous Material Unit at the Department of Ecology of Washington State. 
Mike McDowell of the Department of Health, he's a microbiologist, uh, and he was interviewed by Unsolved Mysteries. He said that the sample was, quote, very uniform. There was no structure that we could visibly or uh, we could visibly see with a microscope. Um, I set it up on various microbiological media and attempted to isolate bacteria. And he discovered two forms of bacteria in the sample. <sighs> I have to warm myself up to say this bacteria. Hold on. You're fine. <laughs> All right. The first one was Pseudomonas fluorescence, I think. It's a commonly found rod-shaped bacterium, which, from my brief research into the topic uh, on the National Library of Medicine, is not generally considered a bacterial pathogen in humans, but it can lead to infection in those with compromised uh, compromised immune systems. And the other one was Interbacter, Enterobacter colicky? Enterobacter colicky. Katie's going to have my ass for this, I promise. (laughs) Uh, But it's another common rod-shaped bacterium, um, except for that the uh, enterobacter species are known to cause infections like urinary tract infections, respiratory infections, soft tissue infections, um, osteomyelitis, which is a bone infection, and endocarditis, an infection that causes inflammation in the inside lining of the heart and like the heart valves. And that's a short list. Uh, scientists and doctors out there listening, feel free to fact check me on that. I used the National Library of Medicine as my source. So if I fucked up, they fucked up. Just putting a button on that. <laughs> <laughs> as for the samples sent off to the Department of Ecology, the New York Times reported in an article from August 20th, 1994, just like, what, 12 days later, uh, that Mike Osweiler also claimed to have discovered two types of bacteria, plus, quote, a number of cells of various sizes that came from a, quote, once living creature. However, they were unable to identify them. In that article, it was said that they intended to send these samples to the uh, DOH to look at these cells because the hazardous material unit wasn't equipped to identify biological cells. But this discovery of eukaryotic cells was confirmed by Tim Davis, a microbiologist with a private lab that uh, Sunny and Dottie sent some samples to. They were like, fuck this, we're going to a private lab, nobody's answering our questions. And he was like, yeah, there's eukaryotic cells, which just means the cell uh, has a nucleus, or can house a nucleus. However, they did note in this New York Times article that the cells did not have a nuclei, or did not have nuclei in them. And that's significant because it refuted the previous claim that the blobs contained white blood cells, which do have new, like, what the fuck is happening, right? Yeah. Now, if you didn't think things were weird yet, they're about to get weirder. So we have two Michaels here, right? We have Michael McDowell, we have Michael uh, Osweiler. And I don't know if that's where this confusion comes from. There are various reports of the same thing, but with the different Michaels. So I don't know if this happened to one Michael, both Michaels, and the last names just got switched up. I don't know. But one of these Michaels came to the conclusion that this substance was man-made. Like it had crevices that seemed to be placed for the express purpose of pocketing this bacteria for dispersal. And that's a pretty startling conclusion. So you need to retest that, right? Yeah. Well, one source said that McDowell said his samples disappeared from his lab before he could run further tests. Suspicious. Another stated that Osweiler returned from handing in his initial report to find that his samples were just gone. Allegedly the first and only time that he lost a sample in his 30 years at the Department of Ecology. And this is where so, I started going. <laughs> yeah, so not not a, not someone who just leaves things laying about. Yeah, so I'm over here like, here come the men in black. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
I was, I was the whole time. I'm like, this is some alien shit, right? <laughs> so while this test was happening, the blobs fell six different times over three weeks and then stopped forever. Weird. Yeah, I saw varying numbers on this too. Some said as low as three, others said five. I think Unsolved Mystery said six. So multiple times it happened, but there were no remaining samples to test. So further study was impossible and we will likely never know what the fuck these things were. The blobs simply seemed to dissolve and disappear. Yeah. Uh, An article on mental floss claimed that a couple, Jim and Kathy Ballinger, reported seeing dead crabs along the Washington coast around the same time the blobs were reported in Oakville. And there was a clear gel nearby. It said that Kathy and her dog touched the goo and both became ill the following day. Wow. So now that you have a little background, shall we speculate wildly? Of course. That's what we're here for. Let me run you through some theories. Theory number one, human waste. It was posited pretty early on that this was just some kind of congealed human waste from an airliner. You know, raining down several times over a three-week period. But it was also clear? (laughs) Yeah, airlines are known to release their contents of of their toilets over unpopulated areas. Uh, And that would make sense for the discovery of human white blood cells, as discovered by the hospital lab tech. And yes, by the way, that sample also disappeared. Uh, the issue here is that, as I think Roya was suggesting, uh, per the Department of Transportation and Federal Aviation Administration, human waste from airplanes is dyed a deep blue antiseptic color uh, so that leaks can be easily detected. And these blobs are almost unanimously described as, quote, crystal clear. And no one else reported finding human cells, which you would see plenty of if it was human waste. Yeah. So not my favorite theory. Theory no, number two. No, definitely seems like there's too many things that are inconsistent on it. Mm-hmm. Theory number two is star jelly. Have you ever heard of this? No. Yes. If you're anything like me, you're immediately asking, what the fuck is star jelly? It sounds like something you'd collect in Animal Crossing or Kirby yeah, or something. Yeah, like... <laughs> it's a Nintendo game situation. Like, spread, spread it on some toast. That's right. Um, well, it's basically a blanket term for mysterious goo. in in nature uh it's been around and talked about for centuries it was previously believed to have been produced during meteor showers like some kind of star turd um (laughs) according to wikipedia yeah sorry about that um according to wikipedia it's described as a translucent or grayish white gelatin that tends to evaporate shortly after having fallen no i just know that's the name of the episode now what star turd star turd it's a star turd uh i'm singing a lot sorry this so the truth is about star jelly that it can be a lot of things um slime molds colonies of cyanobacteria called nostoc uh, lichen frog eggs vomit from various animals including amphibians and birds on uh, uh, bbc's nature's weirdest events a sample of quote star jelly was sent to london's natural history museum a dna analysis showed that it was from a frog with some traces of magpie dna so it's likely the frog got eaten and the magpie threw it up sir i'm in the middle of a pod <laughs> he okay. needs your attention now uh so what I say? Magpie threw up this frog, right? So none of these options, however, save perhaps v- bird vomit, though birds do prefer to vomit on the ground, um, would fall from the sky, right? And especially so, not over like as big of a... As, yeah. As, yeah. 
and 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 certainly not in a torrential downpour over a three week period in uniform yeah, globs. Some, some very sick birds. There's a lot of very sick birds. Uh, theory number three. I know you're gonna love jellyfish from the sky. Oh yeah. So oh, like in a an idea like they were picked up by like a a water spout or something. Oh, better than that. So yeah, there were some bombing exercises going on at sea. <laughs> According to the New York Times article, Air- the Air Force was dropping live bombs into the Pacific Ocean about 10 to 20 miles off the coast. Well, let me tell you, Oakville is also not a coastal town. Just putting that out there. So the idea was that this huge school of jellyfish was destroyed in the bombing. The remains got blown up into the clouds where they later dispersed as rainfall. It was confirmed by Master Sergeant Thaddeus Hosley, which sounds like a Marvel fucking comics character, at McCord Air Force Base, that the 354th Squadron did take part in live bombings at sea, but claimed to have no knowledge of this alleged substance. Sunny Barcliffe was dismissive of this theory, by the way. I told you she's a smart cookie. Uh, she rightfully rolled her eyes on Unsolved Mysteries at the idea of exploding jellyfish floating 50 miles inland on a jet stream and then landing on one tiny town sporadically over the course of 21 days. And also making everybody sick. Yeah, uh, with no other dead marine life remains and all in a uniform size. <laughs> Not likely the case. However, it was such a popular theory that Sunny told the Times that, quote, some people want to start an annual jellyfish festival now where they shoot jellyfish into town with a cannon. <laughs> the 90s were a weird time, man. Every time's a weird time, man. <laughs> she also noted the town's tavern created a new cocktail called the Jellyfish, which was made of vodka, gelican, gelatin, and juice. He made jello shots. Yeah. He was like, cool. This is the jellyfish. He invented jellyfish. <laughs> he invented it. Dottie told Unsolved Mysteries that jellyfish, if jellyfish, were just up there, rotting on the jet stream, you'd think the blobs would, quote, smell to high heaven. And again, yeah. the blobs had no smell. I did look into what jellyfish smell yeah, like when they I'm decompose, like... by the way. That's the rabbit hole this took me down. <laughs> well, yeah, because I'm like... On one side, I'm like, yeah, well, of course it's going to smell bad because it's decomposing. But then it's like, also, I don't know what jellyfish smell like at all. Yeah. So Apparently, they can be quite stinky. Oh. If you find one washed up on the beach dead, it can be quite the nasty smell. But again, these blobs had no smell. And also jellyfish aren't really associated with causing illness so much as a sting, right? Yeah. Like, you can get sick from their venom. Uh-huh. But like... Not just by by touching any part of them. Like there are key parts that can affect you, and I don't know that it would work if they were separated so uh, mm-hmm. immediately and into so many pieces that they looked like hail on a sidewalk. Uniform pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so everybody, this is the part of the show where I'm going to ask you to take out your tinfoil hats because theory number four is secret military experiences experiments of biochemical warfare yep that's the one i believe (laughs) so military exercises were confirmed to be happening right around the time of the blobs Dottie and sunny both mentioned in unsolved mysteries that there was a significant activity increase in like they saw a lot of military aircrafts flying over the town prior to the events Dottie mentioned, quote, slow flying bombers, helicopters, all black in color, with the silent suggestion of these crafts dispersing some kind of 
something into the atmosphere, perhaps. She didn't say that, but I saw it in her eyes. <laughs> perhaps over a small town that was uh, easy to monitor. Yeah. For any changes in the environment or health of its people. Yeah. And, you know, it's really strange when all of this is happening and they're the the samples go missing and none of the people who got sick were really interviewed about their illness and what happened and there are no samples left to test like it's almost like it was planned like this right yeah so though there are international restrictions on experiments with biological weapons in populated areas some wonder including sunny if this was a biological experiment like testing out germ warfare now if you're saying that would never happen what let me tell you, it's already happened. Oh, yeah. This is, this is not the first time that our military has done this shit. Between 1949 uh, and 1969, the Army had been doing open-air tests of biological agents something like 239 times in New York, San Francisco, Panama City, Key West, Washington, D.C. They were sprayed with, uh, this is, again, Katie's coming for me, Saratia, uh, Mar- Marquesans. Yep, I looked this one up, and I still can't say it. <laughs> and um, Bacillus globigii. Yep, those are the ones. Hope you got that. There's a test at the end. Um, and these bacteria were thought to be mostly harmless. Like, they weren't looking to spray a bunch of cities with a harmful bacteria. They just wanted to evaluate the vulnerabilities. It's the Cold War, right? They're like, how would we fare in a biological situation? What would happen if New York was dusted with anthrax, right? So they were testing this. According to one article from PBS, quote, In August 1949, the Special Operations Division operatives infiltrated the world's largest office building and sprayed bacteria into the Pentagon's air handling system, which then spread throughout the structure. It then moved to large-scale testing, releasing clouds of bacteria over Navy ships in Norfolk, Virginia in, in April, and then San Francisco that September. The, the San Francisco experiment exposed nearly the whole of the city's 800,000-some residents to the bacteria, and they said, quote, had the bacteria re- been released, sorry, had the bacteria released been anthrax bacteria or any other virulent pathogen, the number of casualties would have been immense all to assess the national vulnerabilities to biological warfare and how to defend against it, allegedly. The first large area concept experiment took place in 1957, where these bacteria were spread through South Dakota to Minnesota. They started in South Dakota, they went to Minnesota. Other tests included Ohio to Texas, and then another one from Michigan to Kansas. Quote, in the Army's words, these experiments proved the feasibility of covering large areas of, of the country with biological weapons agents. They were releasing the bacteria in the Washington airport, in the New York City subways, in two tunnels on a stretch of the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Like, they were just going to wherever they fucking wanted to, basically. And this wasn't even revealed until a, a Senate subcommittee meeting in 1977. Jesus. Yeah, so... People reportedly got rare UTIs and some died, but the government was like, you can't prove that with us. And so that's that. Um, But but the Washington Post reported that the army said three laboratory workers at Fort Detrick died from diseases contracted in the 1950s and 60s working directly with this organism. Uh, Quote, another 504 workers connected with biological warfare activities at Fort Detrick suffered infections, according to the army's count. Clearly not an option here, though, right? 
It's not right. like they would do that to a town of what it was probably like six hundred some people at the time. Yeah, definitely not. Why definitely would wouldn't that? happen. Uh, theory number five is boring. I don't even really want to talk <laughs> about it, but I'm going to tell you. You can take off your tinfoil hats, everybody. Um, polymers. That's it. I'm just kidding. Pol- <laughs> it's like polymers, like something from a factory or so. Like runoff. polymers. Uh, sodium polyacrylate. Yeah, sodium polyacrylate is a um, absorbent polymer capable of absorbing something like 800 times its weight in water. It's used in things like menstrual pads, diapers, hot cold gel packs, artificial snow, detergents, orbeez are kind of like that. Um, More importantly, it helps plants retain moisture in soil. It can be sprayed onto fields, helps these crops retain water. And Oakville is surrounded by farms. The theory is that maybe a storm swept up a stockpile of this stuff and that it absorbed water in the clouds, rained down onto Oakville. And what's weird is that this actually happened and was proven in Britain in like 2012. A man in Dorset noted transparent marble-sized balls falling from the sky. And this man, uh, Steve Hornsby, told the Guardian, quote, The sky went very dark and then a strange yellow color. Then there was a sort of sharp hailstorm that lasted for about 20 seconds. I rushed to stand by the wall out of the way, and it was over very quickly. I had seen the hail come down, and it looked like rock salt. But then I spotted something on the lawn, and it looked like broken glass. When I put my foot on it, it disappeared, and I thought it was strange. Then I looked, and there were lots of others. They were definitely not there before the storm. Hmm. He described these pieces as jelly-like spheres with an exterior shell and a soft inside that needed to be picked up with a spoon as he collected them into a jam jar. I wonder if he, did he get his tested? Probably not. Well, like in Hornsby's case, they were only in his garden. Oh, he said weird. It was, it was an area of a couple hundred square meters. Josie Pegg, a science research assistant at uh, Bournemouth University, speculated that the object might be a marine invertebrate egg. But after testing, it was concluded to just be bloated balls of sodium polyacrylate. So, not like a... <laughs> Uh, then we have the final theory, number six, and what I believe to be the truth. Okay. Aliens. Right. Alien shit. Got it. And that's it. <laughs> no more like, elaboration, just aliens. <laughs> oh, no, it has to be aliens, right? So my thought was, there are all these, these all, this is totally me. Nobody has talked about this. I'm saying it as me. No, like, we're only talking about all these military aircrafts flying over, right? So, like, what if there was an alien like just chilling or like a bunch of aliens were just like hanging out over top of this pacific north what northwest town right and the military was like fuck get the fuck away from our people right and then uh-huh. blew up a little flying saucer and those bits are bits of um alien so is the whole saucer somehow made out of the goo everything is goo this alien race <laughs> complete goo <laughs> i think it's viable I think it's better than the jellyfish theory. No, I think that (laughs) while I am not discounting aliens, what I would think would be um, like something off of the ships, like a coolant or some sort of debris that's like collected on them. Like like space barnacles. Yours yours is way more like actually could be a plausibility. (laughs) Mine was totally just like, what if they was all goo? (laughs) Isn't there some... I could be completely incorrect on this because I am no scientist, but there's something with like they with space travel and like the the different like how 
rocket engines and jet engines and stuff, it requires, like, a lot of grease and, like, different things going in and, like, coolants and... Yeah. Uh, to make sure that pieces aren't rubbing against one another and, like, causing friction. So it would make sense that if there were alien ships, that they would have to employ some sort of similar situation. And maybe... Unless they're all goo, yeah. Yeah, unless they're all goo. Well, I was going to say, unless they have, like, way more sophisticated technology than we do. Yeah, but even then, it could still wouldn't. it could still be runoff. This could mm-hmm. be their version of, like... Exhaust. Um, like, yeah, exhaust. super easy. Yeah, space yeah. goo exhaust. But why this one city and never anywhere else ever again, I don't know. Well, except for the coast where uh, that lady and her dog got sick, right? Yeah. Maybe it's a combination of your theory of the, the military being like, get the fuck off our lawns, and also the alien goo exhaust. But I, honestly, I 1000% think it was a just a military fucking with a town thing. <laughs> yeah. Either pretty intentionally. Sure, sure either, that's the answer. either intentionally or unintentionally. Like, maybe they released, maybe it was something that was supposed to go over the water and they released it too soon. or Maybe. Or maybe they went, eh, that's only 715 people. That's not populated. Well, it's also a small enough number of people that, which is like a really dark and weird thought to have. It it would get news coverage, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be like 800,000 people died. Right. It's going to be like, oh, weird. This one city all died suddenly. Yep. Odd. <laughs> How strange. I wonder what could have happened. Yeah. But I definitely think that the um the samples disappearing is weird. Yeah. And now especially if they fully disappeared and didn't just like just the goo was gone. You know, like right. then you could kind of say like, oh, maybe it just evaporated. Maybe there's like a a a life on like a, a shelf life on the goo that on like day three or whatever it just dissipates. Yeah. You know? But if like the whole like little you know glass uh i can't remember what they're called the petri dish or whatever if the whole thing is gone that contained the sample then yeah that's super weird well and it also like even if it was the goo in a container like you would it wouldn't just disappear because yeah there would be some residue well not even that but like matter doesn't just disappear it either evaporates or you know like something happens to it that breaks yeah. it down it changes it into something else you don't just like you know phase away so it would either be like condensation on the glass it would be uh you know turning into gas in the in the vial it would turn into something yeah or it would become like like uh something when salt water evaporates and leaves salt behind yeah yeah, yeah. you know things like that like there should be some sort of and and that accident. remnant in the evaporation, the water is in the air. Like, it's still there. It's not gone. It's just... Yeah. So I think if it was properly contained and had a lid, it wouldn't just disappear. So he either was improperly storing his things that never disappeared in his 30 years, potentially. Or it was a... Um, Will was, Smith came in Yeah, and, J and K coming yeah. in and stealing their stuff, yeah. Yep. Could be both. Could be military messing around with alien technology and not knowing what they're doing. Shit, you right. I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, the know. fact that they they said they thought it was man-made, I was like, oh, that needs to be retested. That's a hypothesis. You know what the <laughs> next step is? 
So yeah, that's the story of the Oakville Blobs. Unfortunately, there's really not a lot of solid like news on this. I was very surprised that I only found one article from the New York Times and it was there was very little. Everything else is kind of like sensationalized too because there was one lady there's one person talking about it and they said um like they talked about how Sunny's kitten died, which was very sad, but also yeah. Nobody mentions the fact that that kitten was already having issues with its digestion tract. Like it was already sick. It was already having problems. And that correlation doesn't necessarily mean causation. So maybe all these people just had a fucking bug in their town all at the same time. And it just happened to coincide with these gelatinous polymers. Like nothing is saying that they have to be connected. It's just weird that they happened at the same time, which I talked about a little bit last episode. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, this kind of fall, falled, no, that's incorrect, kind of fell into both of our conversations from last week of, like, matter just doesn't disappear, Yep. you know, it it recycles into something else, but... I don't know if I consider the soul matter. I don't know. But we talked Maybe. about the water cycle and things like that, too. Yeah. Um, now, I, now I have to think about it. Is Does this creature have a soul? <laughs> does this unit have a soul? Yeah. Um. But no, I think that... It's it's military or oh, yeah. it's it's either military or it's like chemical plant runoff kind of gross thing, you know, like either way, I think it's man-made. Mm-hmm. I just want to know why one person saw white blood cells, one person said it's eukaryotic cells, and then the other person said it's bacteria. Like, I want to, why are there so many different results? Yeah. I Maybe it was know. a lot of different things. Maybe it was a lot of different goos all you know wrapped up I- in a goo bomb. You know what I think? what i think we'll never know i think you're right thanks for joining us today (laughs) we hope you enjoyed this gelatinous mystery and now we want to hear from you send your stories your questions and your feedback to strange unusual podcast at gmail.com if you're sending a story we ask that you put listener story in the subject line so you can sort through those a little more easily have you seen one of the goose yeah were you a part of the oakville blob phenomenon we want to know Yeah, what's your theory? I would have been four years old at the time, so I probably wouldn't have any fucking memory if I was there. Well, yeah, but maybe some, like, maybe someone's mom was. Yeah. No, I'm just saying That'd be cool. Tell us your story. You also weren't there. (laughs) Shut up. You can also find us on Instagram and threads at strange underscore unusual underscore podcast or our personal accounts, Royal Rampage and Calamity Casey. You can find us on Elon's happy horse shit at underscore strange unusual at Calamity Casey and at Roy Rampage. We're on Facebook. Search for the Strange Unusual podcast. Look for our logo and find us there. And of course, Roy is streaming on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Roy Rampage if you're interested in following her over there doing things and stuff. Of course, we are on patreon.com slash strange unusual. Uh, we have a discord which you can ask access through membership on Patreon. Uh, we have some extra bonus episodes from yonder past um we do polls every month or mostly every month and uh yeah you can be a part of our little our little motley crew over on discord <laughs> uh, of course if you can't support us if that two dollars a month is just eating away at you uh we just ask that you uh rate review subscribe share us with your friends share us with your enemies share us with your gelatinous aliens that you know so well um, and help us uh, build up whatever the fuck this is. I'm really good at this part. <laughs> whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> um, and as always, if you review and you leave us a five-star rating, we will read your review on air. And it can be just as mean as you like. 
Like, wow, I really wish these bitches would put some actual effort into this research. Five stars. <laughs> Casey found one article from the New York Times. That's really sad. Five stars. <laughs> they have no idea what they're talking about ever. and need to stop talking about their personal bullshit. Five stars. I'm Mr. Rinky, and I approve this message. <laughs> Five stars. Five. Man, <laughs> talking at work about BTK the other day, and I was telling my friend Will about, hey, if I send you a floppy disk, will you be able to tell who it's from? Be honest. <laughs> he was like, are you fucking joking? I said, absolutely not. You, nope. you literally cannot make this shit up. Yep. He was such an idiot. Dumbass. Kind of loser gives himself his own nickname too. Come on, yeah, right. You don't trust well, the the newspaper to come up with a good nickname for you. No, or at least like the Zodiac is a cool ass name, right? Yeah, this is the Zodiac speaking, like way cooler yeah. than BTK. Anyway, that's it for me, y'all. Okay, bye. Cool, bye. <laughs>